Welcome to the fucking show. Another episode of Only Bruins. I'm one half of your host today, Downtown Boosie. I'm back, bitches. And uh, this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. And uh, it's just me and Brett back again. We got another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. Um, Bobby's back to the doing Bobby's Corner after holding down the fort for me last week with. Uh, with Brett, you guys did a great job. What's going on, Brett? Hopefully, you're doing better than half the Bruins right now. Yeah, dude. I'm I, I'm just coming off LTIR from uh, yeah. <laughs> being sick last week, and everyone else is going on it. Jesus Christ! But I mean, no, yeah, much. not much. Glad to have you back in this in this host seat because you know I fucking hate hosting. That's probably one of <laughs> the things that people never guess or know about me but i can't stand hosting podcasts i don't know why i'd rather be like because boosie just lets me go on rants so when i'm hosting well, that, I, like, that's I why i like hosting rants. because you do a majority of the talking i just gotta <laughs> yeah. like open and close it and i let you go and i i say a few words here and there so i fuck with it i like it um yeah it's a good dynamic no, we have but it was awesome yeah. having bobby on shout out to bavo everyone's gonna get their uh corner again this week and we're gonna try and link up soon for a, a threesome oh yeah now you're talking oh <laughs> uh, no but yeah no, I, I we almost had a, a little threesome tonight but bobby gets out of work too late for my old ass i am not a night owl granted mm-hmm. he get he got out at seven our time so probably we'd probably record at dude eight. what did i t- i texted you the you were like text me two things where the pauses are and like what you guys talk about so like the whole time that's why another thing if people like last week and if i sounded a little off or last week it's because i'm trying to like write down what we're talking about as we go because we don't have an agenda normally right so i was like fuck it me and bobby will just go into it we'll hammer out a couple what i I texted you at like 3 40 in the morning like (laughs) i don't know dude i i woke up like oh my god yeah whenever because i I woke up and it, it said something like a text from you was like from two or three hours ago. I woke up, um, edited the pod before I headed into work. You, I, yeah, you sent me like two texts and it, it, it made my life easier. And then I just like kind of listened because I had some time. I woke up early, had some mm-hmm. time to uh, bang that out, get the episode out. It was just uh, like I said to you, it was just hilarious recording with Bobby because we could have recorded a whole pod afterwards. There's no way we could have released it, but like it, it was just yeah. like story time after hours. And I looked out of my phone, I'm like, Bobby, it's fucking 340 here, bro. <laughs> I gotta go, dude. It's a no, I, I remember I remember one of the times it was us three, and we re- had to record a little bit late because Bobby got out of work a little bit late. And he's also an hour behind us. So I'm like, all right, like I, I can suck it up for one. And then 
I'm like, holy shit, we're rambling on. Like with us three, it should it ended up being like obviously a two hour plus episode. And then we ended the episode. We well, we ended the recording, and then we're kind of just shooting the shit and uh in the whatever at the time it was Zoom. Mm. And uh Bob Bob, <laughs> Bob was like he didn't want to get off. I remember him saying, I like, know. oh, you guys just want to like chill out for it was like 10 10 30 like our time and i'm like dude i still gotta edit i'm way past my bedtime already but no yeah. bobby bobby likes to have because you guys were up late for that live stream you did with ian too right oh dude i think me and bobby shut it down at like five in the morning we were talking just like drinking talking to like five Holy in the morning shit, dude. yeah <laughs> i i would yeah. fucking kill you guys if you kept me on I, <laughs> dude he, so he just kept dropping edibles and i was like the stories i'm getting from this guy right now like i can't <laughs> i was like i like when i looked down at the clock i was like oh my god i was like bobby he bobby goes i got band practice in like three hours dude i gotta go <laughs> i was like me, i was like i gotta be up in like three hours i was like i love you buddy but fuck we gotta end this but yeah like like i said it's always good fucking talking to bobby love bobby. you know what would be awesome one episode is when us three are on and we just all drop some edibles and oh. we just we just i don't even know what the hell will happen after that but we just somehow put a podcast and record and uh see where to go see where it goes i know shan like dm'd me over the summer she's like because there's one we were kind of running out of content too to talk about she's like can you guys just get like really fucked up for an episode like all three of you guys and just like like just talk and i'm like yeah i'm like that's that's easy to do. I think we got fucked up with. All right, we got pretty banged up for an episode with with Danny Sway Daddy. Oh on. yeah, and oh, uh, yeah. well, we did talk Bruins there, but I, I, I was what what I say? I said something at the end of the pod that night when I realized it was time for me to stop drinking because I was drinking like eight percenters. Um. Oh yeah. Fuck. Holy shit! What did I say? Ah. Uh, Bad radio. Fuck. Ah, oh well. It'll, yeah. I'm telling you, it'll probably. Daniel, come remember, she'll fucking tweet it at us tomorrow. Yeah, she'll, it she'll was like my tongue, or... something about licking in your tongue or something like that. I don't remember. It's something to do with like your tongue. What my whistle? Did I something did like I that? Ah, fuck! You said come... something backwards, and it was like the funniest fucking thing ever. Yeah. It, oh my god! Now it's gonna be stuck we, in my head. We all just fucking episode we ended the recording, and then you said that like right away. And yeah, right after. <laughs> oh my god, uh, fuck! It's gonna uh, drive me crazy. It'll either yeah. come to me by the end of the episode, or <laughs> Danny will text us tomorrow. But we got a little show for you guys. We got obviously mm. another phenomenal Bobby's Corner that we will mix in there. I don't know why I said Bobby weird, but we got another phenomenal Bobby's Corner. Uh, we got some Bruins news and notes to talk about. Haven't watched a whole lot of games this week. Well, I have, and then I fall asleep because I'm an old man, and. Um, it's been a little bit tough of a uh, road trip for the fellas. We'll start mm. with, I mean, we'll start with Saturday night. I was me and Davis were in the house four and zero this season. Not a big deal. They just fucking ah, quick goal. Well, we don't really have to recap the games, but mm. quick goal within the first like 20, 25 seconds of the game uh, for Tampa Bay Bruins. Bruins respond, end up winning seven to three. Just fucking great effort vasileski looks like dog shit i will say that but great yeah, effort by the great. fellas got a little physical at the end then you go out west you got where they play monday night um 
um was monday Arizona? colorado monday was colorado oh, my, yeah 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 you monday was arizona yeah. you guys the that the game against colorado was good game really good game i no, thought it was and people like, are like fucking elliot Freed the crazy and... thing is you that was a good game because that's probably the one game i've watched the most of this week uh, mm-hmm. that was a good game by the team like it was a close game uh the, i thought the team played like Allmark played good uh, was it Allmark? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Swayman. Sway. Was it Sway? Fuck, now mm, I'm mm-mm. No, it was Allmark. Er, no, no, yeah. Was, no, yeah, 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 because Allmark got hurt in was, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Swayman had a good game, uh, kept you guys in it, and uh, that you did all this, and you were still able, you went into a shootout against one of the best teams in the Western Conference, one of the best teams in the NHL right now. I think they're like a point behind you right now, too. Uh, you did that against one of the best teams in the NHL, and you did it with your best player probably having his worst game of the season. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. That, Mr. That's- $5 million man. <laughs> oh my god, man! Friggin' people! Holy shit! There's, there's one person um, saying he's not worth the contract. Like, even though he's still on pace to put up 51 goals this Dude, season, this this our, fucking our, girl AJ was like going off. Oh, yeah. Like, she's being fucking nasty too, and uh, mm-hmm. she was going off on people. And I'm like, okay, well, like that's an unfollow. And then there are a few other accounts that are like, they were kind of like, um, I don't know, just. They hide behind avatar accounts, whatever. At least that girl AJ shows her face. But uh, oh shit, there's a spider. Um, as I go off screen, uh, <laughs> so, it, it, like people are just getting like nasty, and then they were on top of like, and then even one guy, I forget his name. Um, oh, Ke- this dude Kevin. He he obviously blocked off the responses too. Um, he put a tweet out saying, "All Mark should oh, fucking not all Mark." So- Jesus, Pasternak. I was about to say Swayman. Pasternak should be suspended for that shootout attempt. For anyone oh, who's yeah. played the game, for anyone who's played the game, should understand what he was actually trying to do. He's trying to catch yeah. the goalie sleeping. Obviously, it looked like he was sleeping on that shot, but he's trying to catch the goalie sleeping, try something new because he scored goals similar to that in shootouts before. It's just not as far out. That's and what's the thing is you jumping down his throat. You've seen that a million times this year. The reason why it looked bad. Or like looked bad to uh, people that don't understand what he was trying to do. I guess is he also was trying to fake that like snake fake shot he does. You know, like that new like hawk. So he was trying to fake that while also trying to sneak it five hole. Which I've seen like fucking five guys against the Bruins, or even I saw Charlie Coyle do it this year, where they try and go five-hole real quick, and it just, like, doesn't happen. The only difference with Pasternak is he, like, came in trying to disguise, like, another shot, so it, like, looked like he was, like, weaving weird or whatever, but I don't know. Like, our friends over at Bench Rates just showed us, like, the next morning that Pasternak's playing in a $14 million clip this year, and he's valued at a $13.5 million clip over the past five to ten seasons. That's what their value goes off of. So it's like he just keeps getting better and better, and there's, like, as much as I know people like, oh, statistics. No, this is statistics to, like, prove that, like, people are worth their value. This isn't, like, oh, analytic versus eye tests. Like, this is just, like, mathematical equations that, like, can try and determine the close to or the value of a certain player. So, I don't know. I'd like to think that I believe them over, like, some person who's never played hockey before. 
I mean, even if they did, had played hockey before, it's a dog shit take too. No, uh, yeah. the, the other thing is too, like meant from that certain person, yeah, their yeah situation. Yeah. Uh, and the the next night against Arizona, what is what is Pasta do? He scores a Pasta like goal. Bar Mexico, no baby. Bar Mexico. He wasn't scared <laughs> to go Bar Mexico, Chris Davis style. And uh, baby, baby. <laughs> fucking Davis, what a beauty. And um. Yeah, so it's just like, like I, you, you can fully, obviously, you can one hundred percent. You're allowed to criticize a player, like that. We criticize players all the time when they're playing mm-hmm. bad or when they have bad games. But dude, Jake right- DeBrusque cost us that overtime. We criticized him. The next game, he goes, he goes on like a fucking tear after that. Yeah, don't let him get hot. Uh oh. Uh oh, that contract starting. Yeah. To- creep back I know. up a little bit Extend him now <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying uh but yeah so it's like i don't know man so bruins twitter can be so fucking toxic and then pasta scores that goal and the bruins admin for uh twitter yeah, is this good yeah i got a little salty i fucking love it oh dude. that's when that's when kevin started crying that dude kevin quote tweeted and started crying it's like yeah it, it fucking dude, he's people suck like arguably top five player in the world. What are we talking about? Like literally, yeah. like he's he's his One defensive game's gotten better. Game right now. One of the best goal scorers. Like other than Austin Matthews, he's right there for the best goal scorer in the league. Like Austin Matthews is just on an insane clip the last couple of years. But yeah, Pasternak's going fucking like if this is Rocky and Apollo, pa- fucking Pasternak's the Rocky in this situation. He's going toe to toe in that first Rocky one, man. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? No, like, he's up there for be- pound for pound, best goal scorer in the fucking world right now. And the thing going into the season, too, was not uh, in a lot of his circled around uh, DeBrusque, how he was going to play without a guy like Patrice Bertrand or David Krejci centering him, right? But I had I had my questions about Pasternak, what he could do. Obviously, I knew he was an elite player, but I was wondering what he could do without an elite centerman. Like I get it, Zaka's a hell of a centerman. I I've really liked his game so far this season. He's been a, been doing a great job. I don't consider him an elite centerman. Dude, Geeky's been his fucking center the yeah, past Geeky's like ten been games. In the last, yeah, and <laughs> I made that tweet. Did you think when he signed he would be centering Zaka and Pasternak? Like that was the no. last thing he fucking he, thought he was signed. Be he happening. signed with the Bruins because they promised him bigger and better opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they had this in, in mind. I don't think they had first line minutes in mind. But Ugh. holy shit, man, Geeky. Friend of the two pet stack show is uh really uh lighting it up lately. I've really like two pack two pad bump, dude. Yep. So now we just need uh every guy that's injured, we need them to come on either our pod, two pad, whatever. Yeah, a little bit of a bump, Focus some uh, some healthy juju <laughs> on them. Yeah, man. What, one thing I was gonna say about Pasternak too is the craziest thing to me about all this. Like, I heard Jeff, Jeff I was listening to Jeff Elliott and Merrick talk about the like Philadelphia Kabaffle, and the very end they talked about like Jeff they, Elliott. That's his sorry, fucking name. No, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman. I put okay, them that, together. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, wait, I haven't even popped the edibles yet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um. They were talking about they talk about games towards the end of their like radio hit on the Merrick show. And they were talking about the Colorado Boston game at the end and how like it was probably one of the best games of the year so far. Like it's a it could be a preview to a cup final matchup. <laughs> da, da, da. And they were saying like it's insane 
that Pasternak's not in the heart conversation or as much as he should be. Like what he's doing with this team and the centermans that he's been dealt this season and not even that, just the five-on-five production he's putting up opposed to power play numbers from years before. Like if if Pasternak goes on another tear and is like knocking on the door for the Rocket Machard, uh, for Matthews, like if you look at all the players at the top, like points and uh, goal scoring race right now, they all have like unbelievable teams and like centers or wingers or like you know they're on these great lines. Like, man, Pasternak's one of the only guys. It's kind of like Taylor Hall of New Jersey that year. Like he is doing it by himself at times. Like he's winning us the games. I mean, Him and the goalies are single handedly win- winning us games some nights. Well, no, one hundred percent outside the goaltenders. Like he's really carrying this team. I mean, how many multi goal, multi point games has he had this season? It's mm-hmm. is not the numbers don't lie. And I mean, there's a Dude. reason why there's a huge gap between Pasta and uh, Marchand for points on the team. Uh, I I'll go look real quick as so Pasta's got so he has twenty more points than Brad Marchand. Both playing forty. 40 games so far this season. By the way, tonight, or well, last night against the Vegas Golden Knights, that is uh, the you're officially at the halfway point of the season. Um, also, with 57 points, uh, let me see how many of them come on the power play. So, I mean, granted, he's he, he does have 20, 24 power play points. So, I mean, mm-hmm. more than half are coming from five on five or, um, but like he's got 25 goals, eight of his goals coming from the power play. So he's got a lot of uh, five on five goals. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're Brad Marchand's fucking heating up. I don't know why I said Brad Marchand. Marchand is heating up. <laughs> the, the last game, or well, you guys recorded after that game, but the way he undressed, was it last Thursday? Yeah. He, uh, the way he undressed Chris Letang, that was vintage oh, yeah. Brad Marchand. And he hasn't been slowing down, and he's starting to get hot. He got Coyle right now, who's about to have a career year. 30 points in 40 games. Like, what shocked me is we played 40 games. Dude, I know. I shit. Like, like, we're we're literally at the halfway point after two. That's fucking mind-blowing. But then there's a big drop-off after. Not a big drop-off. I mean, with McAvoy playing 32 games, having 26 points, um, I guess the biggest thing you can say is the amount of players that do have at least 20 points. See, yeah, it's. I was going to say it's the... It's the shock value players. JVR, 25 yeah. points. Frederick got, at 21 points. Guys Dude, at least 20 the points. Russ quietly at 20 points. Half a game a point. Like half a game. Half a point a game player. There we go. Got it out. <laughs> and that and that's him. He Geeky, has, uh, 20 points. Patra, 15 and 30 yeah. games. Dude, even the, the one that like I don't love is... So you got Charlie McAvoy, 40 games played, 20 penalty minutes. You got yeah. Hampus Lindholm, 40 games played, 40 penalty minutes. And he, he doesn't have any 10-minute majors or fighting misconducts. It's a lot Jesus. of minor penalties. Yeah. No, that's yeah. like unless yeah, I'm dude. wrong there. Like I don't think he's gotten a five or a ten all season. And McAvoy's had both. I'm trying to. He's had a fight and he got kicked out, so he's had fucking like. So really, he's only at thirty minutes and thirty two games played. Not great, but like that's 
went home at 40 penalty minutes and 40 games played. Yeah, like he's averaging a fucking penalty every game, every other game. Sorry. Yeah, no shit. Jesus Christ, man. That's a, that's a little concerning. You got to work on that. But the, one of the nice things the is about this team is you more. have one of the best power play power plays in the league. I think you're sitting at seven or eight right now. You have the second best PK in the game right now where majority of the season you were first. I mean, it felt like at, especially at the beginning of the season, um, the first game I went to this season was against the Nashville predators. That was the game early on in the season where I think the refs called the Bruins for like 10 fucking penalties. That game is, it was something absurd. Actually, I'm going to go look at it now while I'm, while I'm rambling on, but it was something absurd. It was very early on in the season. Might've been the second or third game of the season. Um, I gotta go look at that. Who do we open up the season against? So the Blackhawks. Yeah, the second game of the season where the Bruins went three to two at home. If I'm going to look right now, they had the Bruins had 14 penalty minutes, so they had seven penalties that game against them. Jesus. Yeah, like that's that is, and they spent majority of the game on the uh, on the PK, but yet they went they they scored two power play goals and a penalty shot goal. So it's like it's just it's funny how how I end up working that way. But um, the as as frustrating as the guy as, as people have been with the team lately, they're still getting points out of these games. A shootout loss against one of the best teams in the league. Say what you want about the Coyotes, but they're a sneaky team this year, man. And it's always you remember even last year. It's always. tough to play in that arena, and they they um, those kids are buzzing, man. Like that, yeah. the, the overtime goal, like the two goals from Gunther, um, that that young kid, he scored the, uh, Gunther, world, yeah, yeah, he scored the world junior gold medal overtime goal a couple years ago, and his release, dude, like I don't blame Swayman at all on that overtime because like he came in fucking sitting after sitting on a bench cold in a fucking college arena yeah. for three <laughs> fucking hours, so I don't blame him at all for that. But even that, dude. I think Allmark doesn't get hurt. I think that shot still goes in. Like that was a snipe, and then he got Allmark with one during the game too. Like these kids, yeah. if, no, if Coyotes do it right, man, this team's gonna be a fucking dynasty. Arizona is Arizona is one point out from a playoff spot right now. That's what I'm That's- saying, dude. They get the right free agents in there with these kids to mold them, like. They could have they could have a legit team going forward for the next ten years, and it's wild that they can't get an arena in that fucking state. It's wild to me. They're they're close to closing in on land though, but like I'm really mm-hmm. happy to see a guy like Clayton Keller actually finally crush uh, it. Yeah, like I when after he got that, that injury. Contract, yeah, I know, and that, and see. See that contract? It's just like, holy shit, what are you doing? But then mm-hmm. uh Logan Cooley, he's he's heating up as of lately. As was of it late- that dude that and that holy that you're saying about that contract? He was one of the first college kids to sign those like eight times eight with like yeah, not proving anything. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm worth this. So now that Keller contract is looking phenomenal right now. I know, and then like you look at statement, even like Ottawa and Tim Stutzla, everyone said that was going to be an overpayment. The guy's getting on pace for like ninety-five points this year, only making eight point five. Like that's a lot of yeah, fucking. The... Is he is he playing? Is he a full-time winger? Or is he playing center with them now? Who's Stutzla? Yeah. Or uh, yeah, he's a full. He's their number one center now. I think. Yeah. So he's, well, he's basically, I mean, he's almost averaging a point a game. 
So he's got 34 points in 36 games on a team that's really struggling to find yeah. offense anyway. Okay, so it's gotten worse a bit, but yeah, still, yeah. like, fuck. That's that's good. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, no, but, but I, I don't even know how we got to this point. But uh, um, he's finally stepping up. You got to figure, like, this this was going to always be a tough road trip. Um, whether oh, yeah, back to back against Avalanche and the Yotes, right? I mean, even even like looking at the schedule before the season started, like you knew it was going to be a tough game against the Coyotes because you're on the road. There's a lot of distractions out there. Because oh yeah, I mean, lots back of to distractions. Back, the guys probably want <laughs> the guys probably want sunny. to get out on the links. Dude, I saw um, that. You know how you know the fellas are looking for a nice West Coast swing like that, and they know they're hitting up Vegas and Arizona. They all got haircuts and shaved their beards and shit. And some of the dads are out in Vegas. Yeah, holy shit! I would be shocked if we lose fucking seven nothing to Vegas tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I saw Saka shave his beard. I was like, it's on. They're getting you're, after it. That's true. See, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. They're, you know they're going out tonight. Yeah. They he's were, a good looking. Unless they went out last. No, I doubt they went out last night. No, actually. they'll, they'll go, out. go out tonight. No, they probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's Vegas, dude. You'll definitely yeah, yeah, go out yeah. after the game. But then you close. You finish up the road trip against the Blues this upcoming Saturday tomorrow night. But uh, I think what could really benefit the Bruins because I see a lot of people in my in the only Bruins replies right now saying scheduled loss against Vegas. Vegas played last night. They lost three nothing last night. So we'll I see how it, they respond. They're either going to come out fucking buzzing, I, I, or I they're going to be gassed. I felt the Arizona game was more of a fucking. You know, yeah, I yeah. could one hundred percent see that. Just because, like, the overnight coming from Colorado, going to Arizona, like the altitude, everything, like, I'm pretty sure they played like twenty four hours after. But I don't know if there's a time. I don't think there's a time difference from Colorado to Arizona. I think they're both on that. Either way, it's a fucking tough. It's a tough. Uh, it's not fun to do at all. Yeah. Okay, we I play mean, St. Louis on Saturday. Yeah, they'll probably go after it tonight in Vegas. Yeah, but like looking you at the win, schedule, man, you you have a grueling schedule. I mean, you had you had the Blue Jackets to start this month off. Uh two two nights later you had the Penguins. Two nights later you got the Lightning. Two nights later you have the Avalanche. The next night you got the Coyotes. Two nights after that you got the Golden Knights. Two nights after that you got the Blues. Two nights after that you got the Devils at home. And then you finally have a little bit of a break. You got that Tuesday, Wednesday off till you welcome in the uh the Colorado Avalanche Thursday night. Mm. And um that'll be that, nice, that's, nice rest. But yeah, that'll be like, a night nice, good. Yeah. I think that'll be a like that's a game you circle on the calendar. Bruins have two days oh, off. Yeah. Colorado's and coming in. Monday's Monday's also a matinee game too because it's uh, Mar- MLK Day here. Oh yeah, so day here. yeah, so it's um like that. That will help too having it be a matinee. It, it might be a little tough of a game for them, but it's going to be a good game because it's it's matinee. They'll have. Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, right? And then they're mm-hmm. they're at home with their families the whole time. They can they can, uh, get rested, get healthy, hopefully, because Allmark and Potter are labeled as day-to-day right now. There's no update on Carlo as we speak. I didn't see the injury with Carlo. I did see the two injuries with Potra and, and Allmark. And, man, let me tell you, <coughs> Potra... No. I'm getting worried about his durability. 
I get it. He's a young dude, though. Like that, but yeah. it's like, and that's fine. Like rest him, <coughs> rest him a little bit more. Wasn't it the game before or something like that? Or where was it the game against the Avalanche or Saturday at home? Uh, when he like, t- oh, it was Saturday at home when he took that high stick or something. He was he had a little bit of a bloodied up face. Oh yeah, and um, he's taking a beating this but year. See- man. He he is, and I think this is the NHL ski- season catching up a little bit. Like, I wouldn't mind if they rest him a little here, especially just because he got back from the World Juniors. Yeah, and- I was hoping that he'd rest a little bit more, even though that game against Tampa he was phenomenal in. I was going to say, since he's been back, dude, like, the one thing I've noticed is he looks pissed off, and he looks, like, way harder on his stick. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like tougher to play against he looks like he's getting in dirtier situations and from result of that he's getting injured you know what i mean like that's that's where like coaching needs to pull him inside and be like all right great like you're putting in like you know like a tougher game since being back from the world juniors but like it's the same thing you told brandon carlo a couple years ago you got to protect yourself and be smart and also play hard you know what i mean because like it's the same we saw we've seen it with like firsthand with Taylor Hall. He came here, played harder than he's ever had to, and just injury after injury after injury. Like, you know, he wasn't really protecting himself. He's just going in like a bull in a china shop, trying to come out with the puck, which as a Bruin, that's our that's our brand and MO. And thank you. We appreciate it. But also, like, you know, keep your head on a swivel. And like my thing there, like with that hit that Potcher made, like is very un characteristic of him like he came in running shoulder high like bro coming at the belt buckle like you're a littler guy like you know what i mean like it kind of seemed like he tried to get the edge and like blow the guy up a little bit and it like blew back in his face because it was an nhl player not a world juniors player you know what i mean like and that's gonna happen for like a week hopefully he gets a little rest and this was like a wake-up call like oh yeah i'm in the nhl i gotta protect myself a little more here Yep, and you have to imagine with, I mean, the, we we obviously knew there were going to be up and downs with Patra this season, and you have to imagine his training is going to look a whole lot different this upcoming offseason. Granted, I don't want to talk that far ahead because that's just depressing, but this upcoming offseason, I mean, it's, it's going to be – He's going to have to train a little bit, uh, a whole lot differently. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got to get his body ready for an 82 game season. He's got to bulk up. Uh, he's already kind of an undersized player anyway. So if you're going to, if you, if you want to be a middle six kind of guy and, you know, play pivotal roles for the, for the Boston Bruins and center one of the more important lines, you got, you got to be ready. You got to be strong in your mm-hmm. stick. You got to be strong in your skates. You, get, you just got to be ready and built for that season. And um, I don't think he was, Physically, I don't think he was ready for a 82 game season. Uh, he obviously yeah. came out fucking swinging from the gate, like he was looking phenomenal. Obviously, you've seen some bad games, but you see, I would say you've seen more good games at him than bad for sure. But oh, yeah, he's uh, still learning physically, he's got to get a little bit stronger and just Dude. work on taking hits too that's the thing and, that's, and giving hits that's that's exactly what i'm saying like dude they don't teach that anymore growing up like and uh, that's why you see these players like slavkovsky and fucking kako and like these european players that are phenoms over in europe where the game is played differently there's more ice there's less hitting and they come to the NHL and they play the whole game with their head down. Like Potra doesn't have that problem because he's played North America and you'll get lit up in the CHL if you don't fucking like that. Like people are trying to make their name, right? You come down on 
Bruins prospect Jackson Edward, which Patra did a couple times, and he get lit the fuck up because he's got his head down, right? And like, yeah, you no, know, come on the trolley tracks. I don't care if you play for the Bruins too or not, but yeah. um, it, it's it's a little bit of a different game. Like me and you said, there's gonna like I'm glad Bruins fans haven't jumped down his throat as much, you know, like he has been playing harder, but oh, like I you know. said, he's definitely playing more of a European style and he's just got to snap out of it a little bit. No, play more perimeter definitely. and then he goes to go in the pile and he's like not thinking and that happens you get injured dude our injuries right now forward and ir carlo day-to-day allmark day-to-day potra day-to-day like and and like jvr technically day-to-day i just don't think they have enough bodies i want to keep them in the lineup the thing i don't love is like forbert was day-to-day at one point you know I what know. i mean and like well, i think the bruins are t- have no taken a very what sir? I'm I'm just worried that there's still no update on Carlo too. That's what I was just gonna say. Like the Bruins taking time on these day to days makes me think these injuries are getting second and third opinions because like you don't want what happened last year to happen this year again. Like I'd rather keep Carlo. You're in first place in the East. Like I'd rather keep Carlo. Oh, so Carlo is day to day. Okay, he is. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably a concussion or, you know, like some upper body something like that's bugging him. I don't know. Because that one scares me the most. Like everyone was like, oh, he just got altitude sickness. So it's like, well, no, clearly not. Nah, he would have been back by now. <laughs> yeah. Also, he was born and raised in Colorado. Yeah. So, so I'd, I'd be very shocked if he was getting altitude sickness. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, uh, Monty came out and uh, they asked him about the injuries to Omar, Carlo, and Patra all day to day, all going to be with us throughout the trip. None of them are available tonight. So you have okay, to imagine they're feel probably going to miss the rest of the trip, which I'm fine with the rest of them because you need them for the long run. Um, let these young kids play. But do you think if this is a trip to Minnesota, Winnipeg, and st louis they send them home rather it being a vegas nice like everyone's out in the sun the, a couple of dads are there like <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean like You're i feel like and calgary. yeah you got edmonton calgary the next couple of days all right just go home like <laughs> go be with so, your family the, well, the, that's encouraging though because i mean you got you even have grizzly playing tonight that's been very very injury prone right especially yeah. throughout so this Mike season Bradley so uh, you're playing against a heavy team tonight too, so that, that that's the thing as well. So yeah, you, ha- you gotta hope that the other six defensemen that you have can stay healthy for at least the remainder of the trip, mm-hmm. and just kind of finish strong. Luckily, Saturday you're facing St. Louis Blues, which shouldn't give you as much trouble as the Las Vegas Golden Knights will tonight. But mm-hmm. we'll 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 see. I mean, yeah, like going back to JVR, uh, like. The practice lines today, both Quist playing with Zaka and Pasta, and then you got JVR playing on the fourth line with Beecher and Laku. I understand uh, dropping Geeky down because you need that depth uh, centerman. So mm-hmm. obviously uh, he won't be centering uh, Pasta anymore. But okay, but I mean Frederick, him and Heinen can fucking work, man. That 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 line can bang for sure. I was gonna say like the emergence or the the how hot Frederick and Heinen are right now. I, I don't love splitting them up, 
But I did think it was a great opportunity to put Frederick on that top line with Zaka and Pasternak and then put JVR with Geeky and Heinen and Boquist with Beecher and Lauko. I don't hate the line they have now because it was funny after Boquist's goal the other night. I was like, damn, this guy can shoot the puck. Like maybe throw him with Zaka and Pasternak for a couple shifts. Like he's pretty fast. Yeah. Like you never know what could happen with that, right? But I don't know. I just, I just, I don't love JVR in the fourth line. I get what it is. Me and you talked about it off camera. Like he's still a little banged up, and they're probably just easing him back into it, which is totally fine with me. But it, if you do put Frederick on the first line, like it's easy to sub Boquist and JVR, and then you know, like I, I don't know. I just, I at this point, I'm not breaking up. It sucks for Freddie because Freddie and Coyle are so great together. But at this point, I'm not breaking up Marshawn Coyle and DeBrus. That's my top line right now. Dude, Marshawn and Coyle have been, and they've struggled in the past together. They've been really building some chemistry together as a late. It's funny. You it, put JD with fucking good players and what happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just, I, I don't like, I'm. All the people like, oh, JV's not a top six guy. Well, he's not a bottom six guy either. So, because <laughs> he needs to score goals. I know. He, he can do the minutes. bottoms. Yeah. Like, you, he can do the bottom six thing, but you put him with a future Hall of Famer and a guy who's just been crazy consistent and hot this year, who he's played with both of them in the past. Yeah. And all of a sudden, J, JD's fucking putting up numbers. So, I think you bite the bullet right now and sign him to a four year, five times five, and just hope to God that that contract works out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If no, Dano's yeah. making the same amount of money, he's got more points than Dano right now. Yeah, but isn't Dano's uh, centerman? Yeah, on a, on Vegas on the third line, or he was on the third line. They, I think Pierre. Oh, with the Kings. Sorry, he's with the Kings. On yeah, sorry, yeah, okay. I'm all dude. Right. I'm all over the place today. <laughs> no, but yeah, maybe maybe you risk going four four by four. I don't know if he'll take the bait on that, but yeah. His he's he's not a six million a year kind of guy right now, so I don't know, man. We'll we'll have to wait and see. He's he's getting put out there in late game situations, which you love to see. You never know. He, he might he's take the kind of guy that just needs consistent minutes. If he's mm. if he's getting bottom six minutes, like Monty knows how he works, right, and understands mm. how his game works and how he's going to be the best player that he can be. It's giving him consistent minutes, even when he's struggling. Yes. Sit him a shift or two. If he has a really bad shift, give him a little fucking pee pee whack, wake up call, but you get, you gotta, you gotta stick to it and just hope that he can break out of it. And you, as of lately, he has breaking out of it. The only thing I'm wary of, though, is like I've lost a little bit of trust in the guy like DeBrusque offensively. So mm -hmm. how long can he actually keep this going? Can he be consistent enough? I don't need a goal every fucking night, but I need those chances at least, right? If you're not going to show up on the scoreboard, at least show me some offensive opportunities that you've had, some offensive uh, chances that you've created for your line, not just the 200-foot game. The 200-foot game has never gone away. It's mm -hmm. it's it's the offense, right? Like it's I don't know. I, I need more consistent consistency out of that. If if he's not going to produce points every night or every other night, but like he's he's heating up as late and you can't hate his game at all, man. He's getting out there in late uh, game opportunities. He's getting the empty netters. He's getting the greasy goals. He's doing it all right now. And that's the thing too. Like if I'm Jake DeBrusque and I truly do want to stay a Boston Bruin, 
taking a 20 to 25 million dollar deal depending on like years that i that that i don't give a fuck but like say a four times five is that that crazy man to play the like some of the rest of your career with the team that drafted you 20 million for the product inconsistent production you've been putting up over the past like you know what i mean like yeah you well, could score thing 30 is, goals. Too, even after that contract he can still get fucking paid yeah like and that's like and like the Bruins aren't gonna be bad for the next four or five years. You know what I mean? Like even not if you yet. do like it's it. I don't know. Like I'm not a mathematician, but I think around twenty to twenty five million dollars, depending on the amount of years. I don't care what you like. Say you want to do four times five or whatever. That yeah. that I don't care about that. But I think twenty to twenty five million is pretty nice, and especially like, you see the fucking analytics coming out out of Lindholm right now from Calgary, Elias Lindholm, and then like how much Calgary wants for him. Like the Bruins better stay the fuck away from that because. Oh my God. I know you, you're going to have to give up DeBrusque, Lysel or Merkulov and a first just to get fucking Lindholm. When DeBrusque is twice, twice the player that Lindholm has been this year. And the people are mad about DeBrusque. Like that's the thing with Bruins fans. I watch Calgary games. I'm Canadian. I watch the late fucking night games he is not playing good. Like he's not worth a first, a prospect, and a fucking NHL player. Like that, it, I don't know. People are fucking. Yeah. If anything, you look at him in free agency, and like with Willie Styles getting signed, I don't know, man. I'm extending JD. The the fucking pool for RFAs just got or UFA, sorry, got so light, and it's about to get even lighter with other teams re-signing like you know oh, players I mean, that like Lindholm, Lindholm at some point he's got to take a look get a little bit of a reality check and be like yeah i'm not a nine million a year kind of player and if he's if he continues to think like that like he's not going to get a fucking contract i i think a fair deal for him is like anything more than six right now is is a joke may maybe six and a half but you're not showing that he you're wants even seven, seven years. Yeah, he wants seven years at nine million a year. Like, no, dude. It's it, fucking. It, like, how can with your play that so far this season? How can you even say that you're you're a nine million a year or nine million? Yeah, nine million a year kind of player. He had one con. He had one season where he was playing on the best line in hockey with Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, and. That was probably the only time he could have gotten like that nine million dollar contract. Like other than that, like he's fucking, get, like the most I give him in free agency is seven million times seven, and that's even pushing it for me. I don't know. We no, we don't have to keep going on that because yeah, but, we'll, uh, we'll we'll kind of yeah because there's going to be a lot more talk as the I was going to say about the, him. yeah, and I we've already talked about him enough so far this season. We're two months away back. from the trade deadline. Yep. And bringing so, it back to the Bruins, uh, Zaka's moving back to center, the center position tonight um, after playing some wing for some games. And uh, I'm interested to see how that works with that line. I, I'm a little confused why Bovquist is up there with them, but he did have a nice goal the other night. But I mean, I don't know, like that. It doesn't really make sense to me, but. Yeah, it's a stretch, but it's 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 Monty, man. Monty is. Just, Monty's gonna Monty, man. Like I, I don't, I, I really have no words to explain. Like, unless you're trying, I think you said it earlier in the pod, trying to limit JVR's minutes by putting him on the fourth line, and maybe you're just like drive the net with that line and hope for some garbage goals, right? Because you got three guys capable of garbage goals between 
Uh, him, Beecher, and Lauku, who it looks like Steen's the odd man out tonight. So that's we'll, another thing. We'll to see. <laughs> One thing I was going to say, I don't understand Beecher. I don't know what the points totals that Lauko, Steen, and Beecher have all put up this season. Like Lauko's got three assists. <laughs> Fucking Steen's got one goal and Beecher's got like seven points and he's the one that keeps getting scratched and he's like a killer in the faceoff dot. Like I understand, you know, it's a it's his first NHL year, but like back to back scratchings for Beecher don't make sense to me right now, especially with the injuries we have. Like no, I don't want to see that again. I can I can understand. I can understand. You know, one night, whatever, or like even playing every other game. The thing is, playing every other game, it's hard to get kind of into a routine unless you can. You're one of those players that can easily adjust to the every other night kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as a rookie, I feel like that's tough for your confidence. It's tough to build momentum. But I understand wanting to rest some fresh legs. I get it. He's a young buck, mm-hmm. but he's never played an 82 game season. So I don't know, man. You gotta you gotta kind of see and. Hope that that pays out for the long run this season, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Oh, okay, I was I was just looking because I know they were doing that with the top draft pick Leo Carlson, uh, second overall pick for the Anaheim Ducks this past season. Mm-hmm. I I forgot that he was on IR, but he resumed practicing the day ago. So, uh, but yeah, well, and, and he's your best centerman. Like he he's been fucking phenomenal this year, man. I've I've really loved his game, but. Well, yeah, uh, like averaging five goals to two assists and 10 like minutes game played, like that's pretty fucking good. He's putting up 26 shots, dude. That's another thing, too. Out of all the fourth liners, this guy's got 25 blocks on the season. Like, yeah. Lau- like Lauko has nine, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that's the type of shit I'm looking at for my fourth liners. Like, I don't even know where. What's his face is? They don't have the scratches here. But yeah, anyways, I don't know. I just thinking keeping Beecher out of the lineup two nights in a row doesn't make sense to me at this no, point. No, it, it doesn't. No. And um, I know we got a few other Bruins things we probably want to touch on. And I do want to touch on some NHL stuff going around when we close it out. But I think now is a good time to shoot it over to Bobby's corner. He brings He brings the heat again this fucking week. The dude's batting a thousand. I know I sound like a fucking broken record, but I don't give a damn. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy Bobby's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby Bruski. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Proudly brought to you by... Primetime Productions and Oldest How you doing? Happy Friday. A little bit of city color for you. Wasted love. What an absolute great way to kick off your Friday, eh? A little bit of Dow, a little bit of Brett, a little bit of Bootsy, a little bit of Bobbage. Hey, great story about this song. You got a bevy in hand? You got a bevy in hand? know when you listen to this podcast there is a bit of a drinking game you know it all right you know it you know it's coming get it up to your lips get it up get your mouth and get feel it all right so yes believe it or not there may be facts there may be photos 
I did live in Tirana at one point. And I was at a place called the Bellwood Brewery. Chilling with some homies, having some bevies. We, I think we were at pub, pub crawl that night. And when we pub crawl, we went hard. We, it wouldn't be one beer here or two. We would get like, you know, three to four. Maybe do a line of shots and then work our way down. We were disastrous. I actually, fun fact, actually, up until I believe 2021, I was still paying the bills on my credit card on that shit. It's a little embarrassing, but we had a good time. I go back there. I'm at Bellwood Brewery. I'm with my crew. I run into a guy that I used to see at my old bar called the Motel that I lived down the street from. My OG watering hole. And, uh, you know, we're chatting up. We go over to smoke. I go back in. He's at a table with a few other regulars. And they have their friend there. A guy named Doug. And uh, we're all chatting. Get introduced to Doug. They join our crew. We're kind of talking music. And I go, oh, yeah, you know, I used to play bands, you know, back in Winnipeg, blah, blah, blah. You know, just a no-name name dropper, essentially. And then uh, Doug's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I know so-and-so. And I said, oh, that's cool. So what bands you play in? And he kind of, you know, kind of pipes down. He goes, oh, a few. Depending on, you know, how tied in you were, you might have heard of them. I said, well, what bands? He's like, well, I played in the Weak Events for a little bit. I said, oh, okay. I know Weak Events. Yeah, I'm like, so you're like that Doug. So you're like Constantine shooting Kelly Doug when he kind of says what happened. And I said, I got to ask you, man. I've got you. I've got the source right here. And I said, when Dal showed you Wasted Love or Saints demo, did he by chance just say, hey, could you just do the same drum part from some party? Now, some party is from the first Constantine record, one of the best songs ever. And uh, he kind of just laughed and cheered my feelings. I said, you got a good ear. And that's my Canadiana story. Boston Bruins, 7-3 victory, Tampa Bay. Tampa is obviously not the monster that we're used to, but I still think they're the boogeyman. They're still, they still got Vasilevsky, they still got Kucherov. As of right now, they still got Stammer, they still got Braden Point. They're still a very dangerous team. They don't have any draft capital, no trade capital, so I don't know if you can worry about them getting better per se, but... Who knows, man? Bertrand, he can do some weird shit. You never know. Philly game. Anytime you get to see your team just absolutely behead a rival, it's awesome. I was spoiled this weekend. You know, I got to do the the primetime preview with Ian and Brett watching the Colts. Sorry about the loss, Brett. Brutal. But while we're watching that, we're just kind of also filling in, letting the boys know about the, the Bruins-Bolts game and just... One goal after the other. I mean, JD getting the empty netter, shorthand goal. Then we got Charlie Coyle really putting a stake in that last seventh goal. Was it necessary? Probably not. But it's Tampa, so it fucking rules. <coughs> and then the next day, I get to see the Giants absolutely decimate the Eagles. I mean, no better way to end what has been an absolutely atrocious season than to do that. Colorado and Arizona. Now, one thing I want to touch on, Arizona's a great team. Weird to say, odd to see, but they are a good team. Very fun to watch. Kind of nifty. Now, Logan Cooley kid, he's the real deal. Obviously the real. No one's doubting that, but it was nice. To, it, was, it wasn't nice. It was cool to see him play. Seemed kind of coming to his own. Hopefully that team sticks around. I do stand by it. I'm, I'm honestly leading the charge. I, I, think, I think they're going back to Atlanta. Expansion. They're going to send Detroit or Columbus to the West, and they're just going to dissolve the Arizona Coyotes. I think it's over. That arena deal doesn't get announced the next six weeks. It is over. 
Now, last year when we played Colorado, it wasn't really it was like let's be fair, it wasn't really Colorado. They were very depleted, a lot of injuries, and we smoked them. We took advantage of it. We got a more healthy Colorado. Lamscog still isn't back. I hope one day he does come back. Because it'd be nice to hear the rumors about the Lamscog Carlo again, because those were fun. Shout out to that one Colorado beat reporter that beefed on me in my OG days. Fuck that guy, right? Now, one thing about when they played Colorado in 2022 is they kept up with them. And I remember they had a one-goal lead on Colorado. Like, Boston, that was that Boston team that was very sneaky. They could score in bunches. And they did that that game. But, man, Colorado was fast. And it was noticeably two different teams playing each other. And you just knew that Boston was just, like, trying with their fingernails to keep that one goal lead. Do you remember? I remember. They can't clear the zone. And Colorado ties it. Like, McCarr tied it. No, Lambscott tied it. And then McCarr, I think, won it in overtime. Bullshit. Absolutely devastating. Fun game. Very entertaining game. Probably one of my favorite games of that season. But I remember just thinking, we're not fast enough. If we play this team in the finals, we are not fast enough. And when Tampa got them in the finals, they were the same fucking Colorado team. They were vicious, they were fast, and they were mean. So to see Boston play them that night, now keep in mind, I packed them. I can't, I had a wild weekend. Let's say uh, from Friday to Tuesday, I was running on maybe maybe 11 hours of sleep. Not healthy, not something I promote. Don't do that. Sleep. Regenerative sleep, you'll last forever. I promise you that. So I passed out. I got home on Tuesday. I took a nap, quote unquote, and I woke up midway through the second period. So I missed the first half of the game. I still have to rewatch it. The game I did watch, though, was insane. And one thing I'm going to give a shout-out to the boys, they're fast. We're a fast team. Like, and I know they lost the game, and I know they lost against the Yotes, but this Bruins team has speed. And Marshy's been an absolute fucking wagon. Whatever digressions people had against him, whatever the media lacked to talk about with him, he's shown up. He is back on that Hart Trophy fucking wave, man. I'm still thinking, I'm still thinking he wins, at least gets nominated for the Hart Trophy. He has to. What he's done with this team this year is improbable. It's insane. Now, with that being said, the Flyers that same night, maybe the night after, made a massive trade. I, you know, here's the thing. I like Jamie Drysdale a lot. I'm a big Drysdale guy. If I had known, if anyone had known Jamie Drysdale was on the market, that's a player I would have loved the Bruins to entertain. Do we really need him? I don't know. If the, if we send Lindholm back, can we do that? Anyway, I'm not trying to go there. I love the hammer. Now, Chara Gauthier knows what he's doing. Some people won't call him an idiot. He knows that going to Anaheim now, he has to make the team, and he has to be at least a serviceable player because he can never enter the state of Pennsylvania ever again. He's got an X on his back. He's got a mark on his back. That guy, no matter what, dead man in Philly now. Jamie's Drysdale, tough city. Tough city, but I think he's up for it. I know he's had his health struggles. I have faith that this might be a deal that Flyers land because they got second round picks on top of that, which is insane. 
for a kid who openly can kind of have a shitty attitude. Well, I know, I'm not going to say that. I respect it. I do want to jump on it. I do respect it. The fact that he grew up a Penguins fan, he obviously said all the right things when he got drafted, but he let it be known, not coming to play with you guys. And it's done. Now, that's the first kind of big market trade you're going to see. And watching the Yotes, watching the Avs, especially how, I'm not going to name them, because I actually don't remember what the fuck his name is, O'Neal or whatever, some fucking ugly dude. But some ugly dude sucks at hockey, but, I, you know, I'm not out of here. I know a lot of you would probably fucking kill with this dude. I know a lot of you would probably give this guy the time of day, and I am one of them, because you know what? kind of want that guy on the Boston Bruins. I ain't going to lie. Now, with that being said, watching the Bees, watching our past era, watching them do their thing, Last week, I said I'd be okay with this team going to the playoffs the way they are. All that's changed. There are some players we all love. There are some people we think that are untouchable. I don't know who they are. But I think the Bruins are going to have to make... It's insane to think, but that's what it's going to come down to. If they they really think this team can do it, I think this team can do it. They're going to have to make a big boy trade. I just hope they make the right one. Omar going down is tough. We, I still don't know the extent of his injury. But not applying pressure to that, that leg, not a good sight. Not a good sight. Brando, I hope, is back. I didn't even see his injury. But, I mean, ugh, a body, like, come on. And that's the thing that I do want to touch on. I, And it's crazy to say, because you got Marshy, you got Maxie, you've got Drench. I mean, to an extent, you got Wasco. <coughs> this team, this team kind of gets bullied. And in the off season, they just sign nothing but these like wrestlers, these six foot tall motherfuckers. And I'm not really seeing, at least I'm not seeing the aggression that's there. And I'm not saying you got to go there and bully every team, but a message has to be sent. You cannot get popped anymore. You can't. And no one's really stepped up to say enough. Enough is enough. You know what? He's in the NHL now. He's gone through it. It's time for this team to fucking take the step up and say, fuck you. So I'm hoping we see it. Because I, it's brutal. The kid goes out there and he gets fucking hammered left, right, and center. If that was Bedard doing it, people would be getting fucking fired from the NHL. Batman would be telling motherfuckers to learn Russian. He's sending them on a plane with the Russian's ass, so. That, get that out of the way. We, I do need to talk because I do need to stick up. You know, actually, I'm not going to say stick. You've heard it by now. I just want to take the time to say I love John Tortorella. I'm a tough love guy. I work best with tough love, and I, I give tough love. I can be soft. I can be the, the best friend. You know, I got to do it every now and then. But the best results is when you ask someone to give you their best. And maybe sometimes it's demanding. It only works in short bursts. That's not a long-term uh, coaching strategy. But you got to give it up to Torts, man. you got to give it up to him. He stuck up for his old player, agreed, totally admitted that he didn't get along with him. They found a solution. you got to love Torts, man. Because you got to think, he got brought into a messy situation. That's a big cookie to take a bite out. I'm going to go and coach what's left of a Philadelphia Flyer. 
goes in, year into the gig, it's not looking good, you know, GM's fired, president's fired, it's an absolute mess, it's a he said, she said fucking bullshit, you've got fucking Clark going on the radio saying, I didn't want to draft so-and-so, I wanted to draft uh, Kale McCarr, I fucking doubt that old fuck even knew that Kale McCarr existed, just to give you context, it's just a mess, and then he has Daniel Briere coming in, young kid who eliminated in the playoffs time and time again, and he's supposed to fix the Flyers? He gives him a chance, gives him a try, and he keeps the job. And they tell him, they told the media last year, they were very clear, we're going to rebuild this team. We're going to start shipping guys out, and we're going to build assets, and we're going to build through the draft, and we're going to become a contender by the end of the decade. We're going to do something that Ottawa couldn't do. We're going to fucking actually build a good hockey team. Forbes for sure agreed with it. Said, yep, okay, on board. Walked into that room, walked into the team that he had, and he said, like hell, we're going to rebuild this team. Like hell. And what he's done and what he's able to accomplish, I know weeks into the season I said the Flyers are just, this isn't real. This is just a team on an easy schedule. Watching their last couple games in the last two weeks, watching that interaction with Schwartz, Schwartz is back in two sports. This team is not to be fucked with. This team is a direct uh, sexual tyrannosaurus, man. If there's one team you don't want to play in the playoffs, I'm not saying they're going to go all the way. But first two rounds, they're going to give you some fucking issues, man. Philadelphia Flyers. Broad Street is back. The Broad Street Bullies are here. And it looks like, just for this season, they're going to stay. Now, the Boston Flyers series didn't get lucky. I don't want it, but it didn't get lucky. I really did plan for this to be a short one. Ended up in a long one. Hey, enjoy the games this weekend. St. Louis Saturday night. Hey, the Corey Krug Bowl, as it were. I'm going to shoot it back off to Brett and Boosie. Remember, you've been gay. I've been Bobby. Let's go be baby. And that was another phenomenal, phenomenal Bobby's Corner. Uh, dude brings a heat. I'm fucking dying to get an episode of us three together at a reasonable hour, like fucking five o'clock, four o'clock, because I know next time he does come on, I will plan on I will plan on hanging out after the recording, shooting the shit and getting after it because I know Bobby loves that. And that's the only way we can hang out right now. And I think. I think you two are coming down in March, but I'll have to talk to uh, talk to him about that. I know I talked to you a little bit about that. Rumor boys, what's that? Rumor boys, <laughs> rumor boys. As far as so the the injury bug has been this this is the thing. Before we get to uh, some NHL stuff, we'll touch up. Well, yeah, a few more Bruins things. I don't have much more to say about the Bruins right now, but you. Last year, the diff- the big difference between this year and last year, ra- outside of player personnel, you were so fucking healthy last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. disregard the start of last season, right? Because you mm-hmm. you had some players coming back from some injuries and um, surgeries in the off season, but you were so. F- and we've talked about this on previous podcasts before. That you were so healthy last year 
that Zaboral fucking didn't play a game for like 82 years. And by the time he did get some games in, holy shit, did he look bad. You're you're truly being battle tested this year, and this is exactly what I wanted to see last year. Obviously, I'm happy that the team was majority of the team was healthy last year but i I, like and if they were going to be healthy i wanted to i want to see a little bit i want to see them be a little bit more battle tested last year whether it's digging themselves a three nothing hole or just going on a three or four game skid i mean really the only thing from last season was that two game skid what was it against like chicago and some other shitbag team yeah uh, detroit and chicago yeah detroit and chicago and you you lost back to back there at the end of the day, I don't think anyone was obviously worried about that. It's a different story this year when Bruins lose back-to-back games. Holy shit, the world's ending, and yeah. uh, it was nice knowing you all. But what the fuck, man? But this is exactly what I want to see. Like You're truly battle-tested this year with the amount of injuries, the amount of players that have had to been called up so far. Wallerspoon, man, dude, he's been fucking – I forget her name on, on Twitter, but Mia even said it. Uh, forget Mia's handle. Uh, but she she said she's like, but she basically said, oh, she she put a tweet out. We truly do not talk about the positive impact Parker Watherspoon has has made on this team. He's providing big minutes and solid defense when it's needed most, doing his job and slotting in the lineup even on his offside, and that's what he's doing tonight. Again, the dude's mm-hmm. been a fucking rock star for us since being called up. I think he deserves to stay with the big club. Uh, he's mm-hmm. you don't hear people talk about him too often, and that's exactly what you want when you got a rookie, another rookie defenseman back there. Because we've talked about Lori a whole lot more this season, so, or even when both of them have been called up, we've talked about Lori more than Watherspoon, right? Lori's mm-hmm. making mistakes here and there, uh, but that's kind of they're two totally different players, but. Watherspoon, man, I he's really stepped up, and that's like that's what you want to see when you're when your your back end is getting so banged up this year, right? And steady Eddie, yeah, it's encouraging, man. Like it, yeah. it's nice to know because if if he's capable of that, and other guys are capable of that, like you're you're gonna have some well rested guys for the playoffs. You're gonna have guys who can probably hop in, and you know, like Watherspoon, I. I imagine if there's an injury in the playoffs and he needs to step in for a game, two or three games, he can mm-hmm. he can do just a fine job if you limit his minutes, put him in a put him in a position to succeed as well. Don't fucking throw him out there against like Kucherov, <laughs> Kucherov on three on three. You yeah, know? Yeah, like, yeah, don't do something like that. But put him in a position to succeed, and that's mm-hmm. what Monty's been doing, man. And Wilderspoon has been fucking phenomenal. Like he's been a, a true bright spot of the Bruins as of lately, mm-hmm. and I'm really encouraged by his play and the play from a lot of Bruins right now when they get the chance. Even Bovquist, as much as I can't stand him, man, he's he's been getting the when he's getting those opportunities, like he's doing okay. Like mm-hmm. at least. Well, I shouldn't say that as a lady. It was, it was what one game, maybe yeah. two. No, but the he, last time he was called up, he was pretty good too. Um, I, wasn't that wasn't that uh, when he like had a really penalty, and then he uh, no, he didn't play against New Jersey. Remember? Oh yeah, that? it was the game after that. It was the Columbus yeah. game. I think he got benched that game. I think he played five minutes that game. Yeah. So, yeah, so. but yeah, yeah, one, and that's the thing too, dude. Like, I look, and he's got one goal, one block shot, three shots. 
<laughs> averaging eight minutes of time on ice. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Personally, I'm putting Frederick up in that spot. And um, uh, I are in the third line. But whatever. Let's see if Monty can cook. Like, let's see what we can get here. I mean, um, yeah, you saw the practice lines. You know they're not going to last all game. <laughs> so no, I'm not, no I'm not really worried about it. Bruins fans yeah. just love to overreact. I like to poke fun at it and just like I, I didn't say anything yeah. about the lines today, but I like to poke fun and be like, oh my god, Bovquist again or Brown again. And mm. at least Brown's not up. Bovquist, I mean, he's he's a capable player. Like yeah, he he's, that's, that's the thing. thing. Yeah, he's a serviceable NHL player. Um, he's just a tweener, and like that's okay. Like a lot of guys yeah. in the NHL make their you know li- living and uh to be honest those are fucking hard minutes and hard games to play going up and down constantly if we're really looking at it from a human standpoint but you know he's done what he's had to he's serviceable like it's it's just the bruins mo dude like it's next man up like everyone if they sit a night they don't want to sit again so they play good the next or like you know what they show up the next game like i've seen it with heinen multiple times beecher scored a goal against colorado right the other night uh beach yeah yeah, it was, was Monday it? night because it was the night Michigan won. Uh, yeah, yeah, won yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah so he comes back after being off, scores a goal, has a great game. Like, uh, the defense, the only guy that hasn't really – he's played a little better stats-wise as of lately, but, like, Matt Grizzlick, dude, like, he just needs to – I don't know. Like, you got him and Lori – like this is the thing you got him and Lori averaging the same, almost the same amount of ice time. Um, Laura has two more minutes and almost the same amount of games. Laura has like two more goals than Grizzly, but he also has two less shots than Grizzly, and he also has eight more blocks than Grizzly. Like, yeah, like Lori, not a defensive player, minus player, has eight more b- blocks than Grizzly. Like, I. You're supposed to be like, you know what they're, I mean? Like we're similar paying. players with, sorry to cut you off. They're just, they're similar players, but uh, the upside, the upside for Laura is obviously much bigger and mm-hmm. the offensive upside is much bigger. I mean, it's wild. I, like it, I, it literally, I, 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 grow, a, I, sorry, go on. No, no. I made a tweet about how like after Grizzly got scratched for Orloff last year, like his game fell apart. Literally. He's been having a really tough time since then, and yeah, it's got to be a mental thing. Obviously, staying healthy. I feel bad. I know. I I feel bad too. But sometimes players like that need it. Like they just need a new home, and yeah. it sucks to say because like he's he's Matt Grizzlick. He's born and raised in fucking Boston. Like, well, it's the thing too. It's almost like the hometown things hitting him now opposed to earlier in his career yeah you know like where yeah. he's not producing and now mentally it's like fuck like i grew up here well, you know like he's it, getting steady minutes like he was a regular mm-hmm. and now it's just like well he's obviously a regular now but he's he went been from dealing like, with injuries and now he can see lori breathing down his neck it's a contract year gripping the mm-hmm. stick a little too tight the thing is like they're they're similar players but lori's bigger Lori obviously has more block shots, whatever, like whatever you want to read into that. There's more offensive upside with Lori's game. There's so they're similar players. Um, Grizzlick's a far better skater, but the yeah. size, the size comes in like Lori still has to grow into his body. He's what 21. 
Yeah, like he's got yeah. the reach and stuff. He he's gonna learn at the NHL level, so he's gonna learn a lot faster than he typically would if he was playing in Providence or if he was still at college. So he's mm. gonna learn rather quickly. And and my thing is, you get rid of a guy like Grizzik at the trade deadline, and you make a move for a middle six forward winger that you desperately need. You ride, you roll with the punches with a guy like Lori, like. Mm-hmm. Like, but the thing is, this is what's nice about the home ice advantage come playoff time is you get the last change. So you can put mm-hmm. him in a position to succeed. Maybe on the road, you're going to see him struggle a little bit more, but you put him out there against the right kind of guys where he can, like, I, I really liked him with McAvoy because, like, yeah, dude, you can, you can let the kid play and you know you have a stallion next to you, and it probably gives the kid a bit more confidence, if not a lot more confidence. You at don't least. lose like, the points either because with Grizzly, you lose, or sorry, with um, Lindholm, you lose the points because you know McAvoy's got to stay back a little more. Whereas, yeah. like with Lori and Grizzly, they have a very, or sorry, Lori and McAvoy have a very steady of up back. It looks like someone's pedaling a bike. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's and, where we get burned is Lorai's back by himself once in a while. But that's okay. That's shit he's got to work through. Yeah, like he's a young player. He's going to learn through that. And he's a whole lot cheaper. So you do, mm-hmm. so there's like because he's a Grizzly can easily plug into another defensive system f- for another playoff team and jump in and do just fine. Like Edmonton. he is a good hockey player. I just I think his time uh, I think his time in Boston is unfortunately up. Okay, so Watherspoon's played half the amount of games. Has three less points than Grizzlick, um, and is a plus two, and Grizzlick is only a plus one, which I know people don't take a lot of that into. But over yeah. like having the 13 less games, fucking Wallerspoon has 26 blocks, Grizzlick has 30, and um, they're averaging almost the same time on ice at this point over those 13 games. Like, so if you took away half of Grizzlick's game, he would be a worse player than Walderspoon, like uh, statistically. Yeah. And it's like at that point, it's like so now you have so it, this all depends on how Forbert looks when he gets back because yeah. you got to trade one of Forbert or Grizzly. You have to. Yeah, one point. of them has to go because Walderspoon can be your seventh D. He's proven. What I what I worry about a guy, with a guy like Forbert is you saw how much he struggled coming back from that lower body injury last year, mm-hmm. and that's what it is this year. So that's what worries me. Uh, his trade value might dip a bit, but you do have to open up that cap space um, to and possibly get some assets back. I don't know what he would go for right now. Like I don't know what teams would value a guy like that at, but – Wait, Forbert or Grizzlick? Forbert, but I think Grizzlick yeah. has more value. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially if you're going after a middle six guy, like you could package Grizzlick in that deal and then maybe a pick or a prospect. And maybe you go and get a guy like a, you know, you got Walderspoon as your seven. Then you go Lori, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, um, Forbert, Shattenkirk, Walderspoon. And maybe you get a depth right handed shot, big boy you know, that you could sub in for Shattenkirk within this Grizzly trade. Like, I know we're two months away, but, you know, like, fucking Sweeney likes to get his business done early. So, especially with the LTIR and the limited cap space we'll be able to accrue up into the trade deadline, don't be shocked to fucking see Sweeney make a move out of nowhere, to be honest. Especially when you see, like, Anaheim and Philly. I know it's a way different situation, but, like, the lips seem to be a little tighter this year. 
um, and trades and signings and stuff like that. Like the William Nylander thing was documented and the next day he signed. Time time will tell with that. I know. It's time, baby. It it sucks. You kind of have to bite the bullet with that. You're not going to re-sign him. Like the defensive pool is better for FA than it is forwards. Um, like you're not gonna sign, like you're gonna be lucky to get Hannafin in the off season. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna yeah. let Grizzlick walk, there goes a hole, and you got nothing for him. Like I don't know, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, like you can't because you're gonna you lose Forbert too. You can't get nothing for you. Got to get something at least for one of those guys, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, time will tell with that. Uh I as far as burn stuff, that's that's kind of all I have right now. I don't know if yeah. you have anything else to add. No, no, I just wanted to fucking highlight that like as much like because I see the Grizzly discourse online. Like Grizzly and JD have been the two talked about the most this year. And I just wanted to highlight like as much as I love Grizz, like Walderspoon is doing his job better for 900 k <laughs> Sucks, yeah, I, but I mean basically for three million less, two and a half yeah. less. That's a big gap in the salary cap era for, especially for the Bruins this year. But uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up for some Bruins stuff. So if, if some stuff comes to us towards the end, we'll touch on it. But I do want to talk about some NHL stuff. Really, the only NHL thing I want to talk about is what's going down, what went down in Philly and and mm. uh, and Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to take this away. I, I first of all, I can't say the fucking kid's name. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. yeah, like he fucking holy. It, so, it's just been like crazy because there's that dirtbag reporter in Philly saying, "Yeah, Kevin Hayes fingerprints are now he's getting fucking death threats and people are shitting on him about his uh about his brother passing away." Mm-hmm. And um, then it's just I, I like that um that kid. I like that what's his name called him out last night though. Uh, oh, Torts. Torts, yeah. Torts yeah. called him out. But uh, your fucking po- your stupid podcast. I started dying. <laughs> is that what he said? said? Yeah, he's like your your stupid your stupid little podcast or something like that. I, like, oh my god, I didn't even yeah. see that. That's fucking hilarious. Pete Blackburn was like when I asked Torts to come on. Uh, what's what chaos? And he clipped that part. He's like, "What your your stupid little podcast?" I was like, "That's so funny." <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. But like all in all, like to give it a little breakdown, anybody that didn't hear. So Cutter Gauthier grew up a Penguins fan, idolizing Crosby, went into the draft um, on his draft year and pretty much said, like, I was built to be a flyer. If you guys are going to pick me, you know, I'm ride or die in the orange, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then it came to after his season last year at Boston College, he wanted to go pro and the Flyers didn't want to go over the cap. This is the like story from Elliot Friedman. The Flyers yeah. didn't want to go over the cap with cap bonuses because of the type of bonuses that he was going to hit that that year just from like playing games and stuff. So they said like no, and apparently like Cutter's camp took that as like oh you don't believe in me, you know, like then I don't want to like play for your organization and then like didn't help him that halfway through the year he was like uh, my favorite team's Pittsburgh. Like, you know, there's a bunch of, like, really bad clips that, like, make him look like an asshole in this situation. Like you said, there's been podcasters and stuff in the Philly networks uh, or sub-networks saying, like, this has Kevin 
Hayes' fingerprints all over it because when Kevin Hayes was still playing with the Flyers, that's when they just drafted Cutter, and they're both BC guys. So he took him out to the golf course once, and they hung yeah. out one time. So apparently it's all on Kevin Hayes because Kevin Hayes and Torts didn't have a good hockey relationship. And then even Torts came out in his media availability, like Boosie said, essentially saying, like, I don't know this kid. He doesn't want to play here. That doesn't have anything to do with me anymore. This had nothing to do with Kevin Hayes. Me and Kevin Hayes didn't agree on hockey. He's a stand-up guy. He's a great guy. He wouldn't put it, you know, himself in the middle of this. And then, like you said, you had Cutter coming out saying essentially the exact same thing. I think Davis reposted that. If anybody wants to go see that video, it's on um, Drop the Mitts or Chris Davis's actual Twitter. But yeah, like to me, it just it seems like a big game of telephone. And he said, she said, shout out to like the teams involved in these trades that like didn't leak this because they could have got cutter go trade. I like fuck for like a second round pick. I still think that's wild that like yeah. nobody leaked this, but I think it has to do with like Verbeek and Briere both being players, you know, and like yeah. not want because they could ruin that kid's fucking life. You know what I mean? Oh, like oh, 100%. Yeah. And like, he's already going to have a fucking, like I went to the, the video that the kid posted on Twitter of him being like, let's go flyers after he got drafted. And it was like the promo video that the NHL gives the kids to post. And yeah. I saw like, I was like, I saw that it was like, like it came back up in my timeline. I was like, Oh, these quote tweets and comments, I'm sure are really, really rational and aren't disrespectful to this kid at all. And you go through the quote tweets and comments and it's just scumbag Philly fans like go die. Like, I hope yeah. you fucking never have a career. Like, I hope you're healthy your whole career and never pan out. Like the most just like stupid, like you and Kevin Hayes probably sucking each other off, which sounds like a great time, by the way. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, what like, the fuck wrong with that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck are we saying here? But all in all, it just sounds Sounds like a huge game. Of, he said, she said, shout out to the kid for addressing the Kevin's Hayes stuff, but also being like, I don't have to tell anybody any reason why I didn't want to play in Philadelphia. I didn't want to play there. And to be honest, if I'm looking, stepping back and looking at the situation, like he didn't want him. The biggest thing too, that annoys me about the flyers on this, that no one's talking about is the flyers went to the world juniors and wanted to talk to him there because he's been like ducking them after he, they didn't want to sign him to a contract. So he's been like, he didn't go to development camp that year and he's been like not answering their calls, I guess all season. So that's the world. At the World Juniors, they tried to corner him. And I don't agree with him not answering their calls all season. Yeah. That's also on the agent. Like, that's not on the player. The agent has chose to do that at that point. But what I don't like from the Flyers is, like, this kid's trying to win gold. He doesn't want to talk about the fact that you guys don't want to sign him to a contract because money doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't be cheap fucks to one of your best prospects. Like, yeah, like, you, did the Bruins made a spot for Patra? You know, like, it could have not worked out this year. But they fucking yeah. believed in this kid and they took the hit and they made the money work. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it, it, it just, that's where it's on the flyers. And it's, and everyone's like, oh, poor flyers. Bro, you had fucking Eric Lindros say he wasn't going to play for, I know it's the Quebec Nordiques, but like, you said he wasn't going to play for the Quebec Nordiques and you got Eric Lindros and one of like, you know, the craziest trades of all time. And now this kid's doing the exact same thing and you're mad about it. Like, yeah, you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't be throwing rocks when you live in a, these glass houses out here, man. They're as bad as flat earthers. Fuck. Oh, dude. Man. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you just, you can't fucking do that, man. And, um, 
No, you you explained that really well. So I'm glad you took that away because I would have mumble fucked real hard. But no, you I just listened to the podcast of Jeff. L, so it was all fresh in my mind. So we were lucky that that I yeah just, in the shower. I just listened to that. But anyways, yeah. So no, it was um yeah. Like, what the, the one the one thing is I I don't agree with him. Like just ghosting the team basically. Like that's mm-hmm. a little immature. But again, he's a fucking kid. So like shit like that is gonna happen. Unfortunately, but uh, you, you got to learn from it. Kids, you got to be better about that. These college kids. I said this to someone. And they got mad at me about it. These college kids have gotten to choose where they want to play their whole fucking it. lives. You know what I mean? How do you feel and, like, about that? It's the it's both sides. It's the name of the game. You've the NHL set it up like this. That's the name of the game. Like, and yeah. it doesn't even go to the NHL now at NCAA levels. These kids have even more. Um, like say they go to fucking uh uh Michigan Tech and light it up. They can just yeah. go to fucking Michigan Michigan or Minnesota or Michigan fucking st- like you know what I mean? They can just decommit and go to a no school in the next year. It's like why. I don't know why it surprises people when like your Austin Matthews has dictated like how contracts are done in the NHL now. And like Brady could or sorry, Matthew Kachuk literally forced his way to Florida because he didn't want to fucking play in Calgary anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like I know Kachuk played in the OHL. I guess it's a little See, different. I'm, I'm fine with that though. Like a, a player that's established in the league that doesn't yeah. want to play for that team. That's fine. It, yeah. Like it's your Adam Foxes. Donato. Uh, who Not thought a, like, yeah, who, who's the other one? Um, oh, um, Easy. Jimmy VC didn't even pan yeah, out like, to be a top like, six guy, <laughs> yeah. Like, he thought he was like the next best fucking thing, and that shit didn't yeah. stink. And then he got humbled real quick. He's still, still in the NHL playing, making some money, but like, he's <laughs> like, I remember the hype, Kevin Hayes, him, like, stuff like that. Kevin Hayes did it in Chicago, fucking New York. That's why people are saying this is Kevin Hayes all over it because he oh. talked to him. And he it, he essentially did it. Yeah, shit. like he got drafted by Chicago, played like a game. They sent him down, and then he was like, "Trade me." So, but that's like that's what I was saying. Like, like you don't see it. I, I hate being this guy, but like you don't see it as much from European and OHL players because like like a big one from the OHL is like Pierre Luc Dubois. Like that guy, the whole, his whole career has been like, "Yo, I don't want to play here. I don't want to play here." Like Evander Kane, you know. Like, but it, you just. I don't know. I just think you notice it more from these college players. Like that McBain kid didn't want to play in Minnesota. So, you know, he goes to fucking, which is wild because Minnesota needs centers now. And he would have been a perfect fit in this Minnesota system. But yeah, uh, you know what I mean? It's just like Adam Fox didn't want to play for Calgary. They traded him to Carolina. He's like, I'm not going to fucking play for you either. That's what, that's what I said to someone. I'd be more weary if I was the ducks than anything. Because, like, what if he's like, I don't want to play here either? Yeah. You know? Then then that's... He becomes a free agent. And who's going to want that kid, to be honest? So, like, he, he does... He pulls, the he pulls some bullshit like want. that. Who's going to fucking want him, man? <laughs> like, yeah. Like... Does nah, it? He, Daddy already made that, that tweet. He was like, "Cut, cut or go, to the Bruins." Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy got a great player in return, dude. They get they fucking get that. You know what the thing for me is? This like Drysdale. Yeah, he's had injuries, but you know he he should be a serviceable top four defenseman in this league going forward. 
the second round pick that is technically going to be a first this year is the wildest part of that trade to me. Cause you essentially got him for a top five prospects, like two years removed and a second round pick. That's going to be like the 33rd pick 34th pick. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're going to have a top five pick in every round this year. So they essentially gave Philly a late first and a top five prospect for a kid who's like one of the top five prospects in the world. Pretty even trade both, both ways. I'd like to say. Yeah, no, 100%. I would even say that Philly might've come out on top just because they got a second round pick. They have an NHL ready player. I mean, he, so they needed a right-handed D needed one badly. Dude. Yeah. It's their, it's their Ryan Ellis redo from a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. They just re got yeah. Ryan Ellis, just a younger version. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm um, ugly situation. Uh, Philly fans are some of the fucking worst. Holy shit, man! Oh my and god, that's like was, I said when I checked out that post. I was just like, oh, I'm sure these are real, reasonable comments and fucking quote tweets on this post. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'll I kill your family. Oh shit. Um, but yeah. So and. I think yeah, that that was really it that I wanted to talk about. Um, I just thought that was a sticky situation. Like that was, and of course, uh, Davis had Pierre Maguire on it right oh, at yeah. the perfect time because he, who knows guys better than like he just knows guys like that like the back of his fucking hand. So yeah, shout out to Davis for getting him on. I haven't listened yet because I'm so I'm a couple pods behind on everybody from being sick. But go listen yeah. to the news. Drop the mix podcast. Drop, drop the mix, drop the mitts prop podcast with Chris Davis. Uh, he's doing great shit over there. And like we said, he had Pierre Maguire on. Yeah, like that. that's a huge fucking get. But uh, yeah, as far as um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think I really have anything else to add. If you do. No, it's pretty much I can think of. I feel like and of course, whatever I was trying to think of at the beginning of the show never came to my mind. So oh, I, dude, it was just on the tip of my fucking tongue, and then it was gone. Fuck. Fuck. I, uh... I don't know. Dude, I... Oh, my God. What a... That's the thing. I think uh, the way I yeah. can find it... Hold on. I don't know. I could, I could text Danny about it real quick, too. Let me... Let me text her. Let me let me see what she has to if she has anything to say. Yeah, I, I can. I hope she responds quick, or hopefully that she remembers. It's gonna fucking drive me crazy. Like I, it's 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 right there, right friggin' there. Um, I know. Hold on, I'm going through here. I don't know if we ever texted about it or or not. I I want. Holy shit, she's probably working, so she's not gonna respond, but 15. No, oh, I, well. typed, I typed your um I typed your like tag you're at in her like search tweets. Yeah. I still can't find it. Yeah, she's probably gonna respond as soon as we fucking log oh, yeah. off. Unless she just like has no idea either, but I think she's working anyway, so yeah. um Fuck, I know it's gonna come to me. Drive me crazy too. 
as soon as I hit end recording, it's going to come to me. But yeah, that'll just about wrap it up for episode six, six. Um, another fun one felt good to be back. Appreciate you guys holding down the fort. Looking forward to the second half of the season. We got the trade deadline coming up. We got we got uh, hopefully an exciting trade deadline, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a boring trade trade deadline for the Bruins. I'm honestly hoping a Swayman extension in the near that's future. That's what I'm hoping. For. Yeah, I'm waiting for yeah, I'm waiting for Sway and JD extensions. I it, still it, want it, JD it. extended. I think it'll be a lower number than people think. Yeah, no, same. I, I still want JD extended, and I think you can get him for cheap. Uh, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think they just want to prioritize Swayman though. That's mm-hmm. the thing. So we'll Get see. And, yeah. Extend him before he gets even hotter this season. I like, know. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. So we'll see, but this was, this was a fun episode. We'll have some games mm-hmm. to talk about next week, which will be nice. Hopefully maybe I can convince Bobby to just not work Thursday and hop on with us at a reasonable hour. I can't believe you were well, you're you're a sick puppy though. You you recorded after that game with him the other night. And, yeah. Well you were sick, so you were like, yeah, you were sick anyways. So you're you weren't working the next day anyways, but no. Um that's still fuck, man. That it was a long <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your text I woke up, it's like Brett Howard sent a text like Two hours ago, three hours ago, whatever it was like, what the fuck? Why is he texting me that fucking late <laughs> or early in the morning? It was weird. It's the, it's the uh it's the fucking Bobo effect, baby. Oh yeah, he'll he'll drag you in there. That's why I'm scared for when he comes to Boston because uh it's gonna be some late nights. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But Again, that'll wrap it up for episode 66 of Only Bruins. It was a pleasure having you guys listen to us. It was a pleasure being back. I'm very much looking forward to 2024. It's going to be a fun year. 2023 was a hell of a year dating back to even last season. And um, be on the lookout for some Twitch streams again. I'll I'll, I'll note that before... um, we log off some Twitch streams again. We tried the other night, but something up with Twitch, unfortunately, where everything was so laggy. The game itself and communication with Xbox. Xbox oh, yeah, was Xbox was fucked. yeah, it was an Xbox and Twitch thing. Oh, yeah, because we couldn't even after that, we couldn't even get like half the people in. It took forever. Even even uh, Ace, who, who knows all that uh, tech stuff. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, it took forever just to get I, him in on the game. Yeah, I think we figured it. It has to do with the Xbox parties. We're gonna stay. We'll we'll figure it out going forward. But we gotta. Yeah, we'll, that, we'll they, figure it out. Those things fuck around on us. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're gonna get back to some Twitch streams. We're gonna do some more live streams, and uh, looking forward to. It's been. I feel like it's been forever since we've done a Bruins live stream. But of course, they're on the West Coast. Don't even. Ask yeah. me to consider that because I'll fucking slap you in the face. But I'm lo- I'm looking forward to getting back to that. And uh yeah, it's gonna be a fun second half of the season. It's gonna be fun 2024 with y'all. Can't wait to meet more of you guys. Can't wait to see some of you guys. Oh, by the way, we got Dawn and Leanne back in Bean Town. Met them oh, last year for shit. the first time. I'm excited. He he actually texted me on WhatsApp today. I'm like, I'm like, how the fuck did you or he texted me yesterday? I'm like, how the fuck did you? Like, who's this random number texting me? 
It's, <laughs> it's got like fucking 72 numbers in there. I'm like, and it was Don, and he was telling me, I didn't even know. I knew he was coming to Boston this month. I didn't know it was like this week. He just landed a few hours before we hit the record button. Oh, um, great dude. They're sickos, man. Those those English folks, man. Those British folks over there. Holy shit. Don, Leanne, and uh, and um, Shan, like, what the fuck is... Like, they Even just, the they islands, too, dude. Boston. Uh, island, I know he doesn't... I, he, yeah, we gotta get him over here, but he's... He, I, I've talked too. to him about it before, too, and he said he's gonna wait till his kid's a little bit older, which I understand. Yeah. But that's gonna be madness the day he comes over. Plus... I have so many questions for him because, like, he lives on a little island. Do they have an airport? Like, does he have to fly, like, to Somebody another country? To Whoa. <laughs> to land. What's just that? He said he probably has to take a boat to, just to get over to the land, dude. Well, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, does he have to fly off? Like, does he take a little, little, uh, helicopter like a... or a little airplane? Yeah, I don't know. Probably have a little puddle jumper. Yeah, maybe he can he can explain more to us. Island Scooby. I'm an island boy. But that'll wrap it up for episode 66. We love you guys. Stay cool. Till next time. Peace.